The Big Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to the Big Scottish Football Podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and him, Ewan Cameron. How are you doing, Ewan Cameron? Not too bad. Love the weekend. It's good to have the football back. Exactly. It was a cracking weekend and there's lots to talk about. We'll look over all the action from the SPFL. We're also going to have special features, games, and we'll have our first guest booked in. Who is oh, we do next week. We'll yeah. reveal that a little bit later on. Uh, thank you for all the feedback on episode one. If you listened to it for the thirty minutes it was up, um, so let's move on and talk about the weekend. You and Cameron, I'm noticing that you're sporting a Liverpool cap as well. Can we talk about that a little later? Because I need okay. to talk about Hearts and uh, the wonderful result against Ross County at Tynecastle, uh, bathed in sunshine, full house at Tynecastle, over eighteen thousand fans. Ross County, though, fair play to them. Turned up in that first half. They hit the post. They hit the bar. Should have been in front. And then Hearts with their quality, two good goals from Forrest and Mackay, two 0 up. Ross County made an edgy final 10 minutes but victory for the Jambos going into the Edinburgh Derby 100% confident of picking up another victory at the weekend by the way I thought Barry Mackay's goal was an absolute belter how good was it it was very good his first touch was absolutely brilliant and actually Alan Forrest's goal was very good as well but I think Ross County are on for a decent season I think they'll probably be pushing for top 6 again you mentioned the Edinburgh Derby which is happening next week Hibs also with a very, very late winner. It was Josh Campbell with the goal in injury time against St Johnston. Massive Hibs travel and support. Now, I slated Hibs last week. I thought they were going to have a shocker of a season. Now, they still might because we've only played one game. But are you worried ahead of Sunday? No. I think Hearts have got better quality in the, in the right areas. And I think that Hibs will have a half-decent season. I thought they were good against St Johnston. They thoroughly deserved the win. Even before St Johnson were down to 10 men, I thought Hibs were the better side and were creating the better chances. And I said it on this podcast last week, and I'm going to say it again. Hibs are going to have a decent season and they're going to shock many. They will be top six this year. Have no doubt about that. You can shake your head, Callum. Well, I don't even know what your name is, but Callum, the producer oh, guy, yeah. we'll have to deal with that later as exactly. well. But you're a Dundee United fan, mm-hmm. and um, if I were you, mm-hmm. that would have felt like a loss at the weekend when Kilmarnock got their late, late equaliser. 1-0 yeah, yeah, up, Rugby Park, good result on their plastic pitch, and then you can see the late, late equaliser. And I think that that feels like a, a defeat for you, but I think Hibs are top six, and you will struggle to get in the top six. Dundee, you put Hibs in the top six above Dundee United. Yes, I do, Callum. Okay. Did you take a lot of drugs when you're in Liverpool? (laughs) (laughs) Was that a a wild weekend? (laughs) When you look at the picture that I posted on Facebook, it looks like my kid had a wild weekend. Yeah, I know, exactly. (laughs) You look knackered. Uh, By the way, Murray Davidson sent off for St. Johnston. Are we saying a bit harsh? Yes. A bit harsh? Yes, see, I'm of the opinion that if VAR is in place, Murray Davidson does not get sent off. I can also say in regards to VAR, I believe that it's an absolute shocker that VAR isn't in place right now because it's stupid that you're bringing it into play halfway through a season. So goals and sending offs that wouldn't have happened this weekend wouldn't have happened, wouldn't happen when VAR comes into place. So it's not an even playing field. Well, it is an even playing field. It's not. Can I explain this? Right. See that goal that Livingston scored at the weekend? Yep. That was ruled out for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And you had the Rangers goal that was equaliser, which was also ruled out for offside, apparently. Yeah. Right. Those two goals stand if VAR's in play. Yep. 
Do you want me to wind it up even more? No, can I just finish what I'm saying? Very quickly, I think it's important for your point. VAR was at that game because they were using it. They were trialling VAR at that game. Yeah, but, was but we'll it? never know what the results were. But, so but, it was being used at the game, but just not publicly. Mate, I've got eyes. There was nothing wrong with either of those goals. So you tell me we wouldn't know what the result yeah. would have been. We can see what the result would have been. It would have been 3-2 to the Rangers and it wouldn't have changed anything. No, but what I'm saying is... Rangers is, still would have won. Right. Clearly I've got the brain cells on this podcast. L- listen to what I've got to say, right, in regards to VAR and the situation at the weekend. Yeah. The goal for Rangers and the goal for Livingston would have stood. Yeah. Right. Would you, do you both agree with that? Agree yep. with that. Definitely. Okay. So when we get to the point where VAR is in place, mm-hmm. right... I now don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, exactly, no, because, no, I mean, because no, I've just completely disarmed your point. All right, okay. Do you know what this normally says? Oh, it evens itself out over the seas when it comes to penalty calls or controversial yeah, decisions. That's just something that people say. But it's something that is widely believed, right? So when it comes to VAR... But, so but, VAR, but there's, it's, there's no evidence right, or basis or, for it. Let me put it this way. VAR, right, will come to the rescue of clubs when it's in place, but it won't now. That, for me, is an uneven playing field. I know, but you just cited an example where it wouldn't have changed the result of the match at all. That's not the point. <laughs> That's not the point. Why it's you, it's why still would have been 3-2 to Rangers. Why are you mocking me? Because you're making a stupid point. No, I'm not, because you know deep down what I'm saying is correct. I think it's unfair that for the first half of the season there is no VAR, and the teams who... It will benefit from that will be in the second half of the season but that isn't how it works so teams could you're, you're right should, should VAR be in place now? well ideally yes yeah, no, it's, not, ideally. it's not, not ideally Steven. but there's obviously reasons why it's not let me finish yes you're totally right it could benefit teams further down the line who miss out this time miss out this time but at the same breath it could work the other way as well teams who are disadvantaged now could benefit from VAR right so that's the point I was making it evens itself out over the course of a season if it makes you feel any better none of this is making the idea anyway so just (laughs) (laughs) Jesus you found found a bit to take out I where where to stop it the last eight minutes good yeah exactly right Um, but it was a good argument for me and him it was good yeah and I won so uh, Rangers won on Saturday we've already covered that as well Scott Arfield James Tavernier after Joe Nubel uh, gave Livingston his first ever goal for Livingston can um, we discuss John Sutter's debut your thoughts it was poor I mean it was proper poor but he was playing a left centre back and, I, I, and he was for, I I, think for me he's out of position John well. Sutter's got a howler in him like he always has he's always had a stinking performance in him now and again I, I agree I think he's a very good player and I think he'll actually come on to a game and I think he'll be a really good signing for Rangers but he's always had a howler in him he always has he didn't play well against Spurs, but there again, you're up against Kane and Son and, bit, bit and Perisic and what have you. Joe Bert- Nubley. Jo- yeah. <laughs> no offence to Joe Nubley. By the way, can I just say he took his goal really Lovely well. Goal. Great but goal. He's not signing for Spurs anytime soon. He's not. And uh, John Souter getting caught underneath the ball, getting easily out-muscled. That would be a worry if, if you're a Rangers man. If you're a Rangers man, and you're definitely, definitely not, not a Rangers man, hundred percent, not absolutely. No. I'm all, I'm that's all, no suggestion. No, I, I'm all about you'll never walk alone. Right. Okay. So that's us pretty much covered most things. Dundee United. We'll touch on. I know we spoke about it briefly. Ian Hart's getting sent off. Any complaints, producer Callum? No. Two stupid jellos. Really two stupid jellos. And uh, that was. I think there's going to be a lot of draws this season because a lot of the teams are much a muchness. 
I think. What did you think of Aberdeen yesterday against Celtic? I thought Aberdeen started the game like they'd never played football before. <laughs> um, but they, they, did, they did grow into things um, as the game went on. Um, but Celtic did play very well. And Celtic could have scored about nine goals. Um, I know there was a bit of chat about a penalty that Celtic could have... I didn't think it was. In the Celtic were comfortable. I think Celtic were but comfortable. Can I can I make this point? Jota's goal was also very good. As yeah, well. Jota is a sensational signing. He's a twenty twenty five million pound player in the years to come. Do you want me to tell you something else about Jota that I like? He's developing a Scottish accent. Did you hear this in the Sky Sports interview afterwards? Here no. we go. How key was it scoring that early goal when Stephen Welsh got it in the opening? I, I definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely. I was brought. Are you sure that was the Callum McGregor? Uh, that was shot after the match. So, uh, yeah, it took his goal really but well. Can I, can I make this point about the game? It's 1 0, Johnny Hayes miss. Even though Celtic deserved to win the game. Was it a 1 0? I thought it was a 2 0. Definitely 1 0. Okay. I think it was 1 0. Was it no 1 0 at the time? 1 0. Okay, right, okay. And but, that's, did you just admit you're wrong? Uh, no, I just don't think you're right. Uh, so, <laughs> I, Johnny Hayes should have scored. He was forgetting that he was playing for Aberdeen now. <laughs> he thought he was clearing for a corner. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was an absolute sell. But fairly comfortable for Celtic yesterday. Uh, they'll be happy with that. And Motherwell beating St Mirren. Uh, Ricky Lamy getting sent off late on. Kevin Van Veen with a penalty just before half time. By all accounts, St Mirren, very, very unlucky not to take something from the game. Can I just say, I'm really annoyed with St Mirren. Why? Because I had both teams to score in my coupon, oh, and right. St Mirren let me down for two hundred and twenty quid. That's very annoying. That is very annoying. Yeah, I hate St Mirren. But the fact it happened to you it makes it very funny. So I'll not bother going through the league table because we've only played one match. But we're we'll holding Hearts are at top of the table, you know. Uh, Hearts. Oh no, it'll be Celtic, is it? It'll yeah, be Celtic, mate. Yeah, Celtic. Strong start. Hearts, we're top of the table. So it goes A B C D E F G H. Yeah, exactly. So let's drop down into the. Championship then and I mentioned there's going to be a lot of draws in the Premiership there's going to be loads in the Championship as well there was three on Saturday now now between Air United and Arbroath Tam O'Brien getting sent off for Arbroath late on so I guess both sides happy Not a, the opening day of the season you just don't want to lose I think that's more, more important than anything uh, elsewhere it was 1-1 between Hamilton and Morton again uh, Sean Want getting sent off for Hamilton uh, and Grant Gillespie equalising from the penalty spot after Andy Ryan had given Hamilton Hamilton the lead, so 1-1 there, and it was also 1-1 between Inverness and the new boys in the Championship, Queen's Park, Jake Davidson scoring for Queen's Park, and then Billy Mackay equalising. Do you think Queen's Park are going to have a decent season? They're chucking a hell of a lot of money at it. Are we going to go through every single result in Scottish football at the weekend? Yes, we are. Individually? Individually. Um, yeah, brilliant result for Queen's Park, new boys in the league, yeah. taking the lead, although I have heard... That Inverness really should have won the game in the second half. Inverness obviously finished third last season and they got to the playoff final. We actually got a message from a man called Mark Thompson, who we both know. Oh, and he's yeah, living yeah. in Australia now, but he's yeah. a big Inverness fan. And he was raging that we didn't even mention Inverness when we were talking about who's going to win the league in the championship. Because um, Inverness are only going to win the league. And that's exactly what I was going to say as well. Uh, Cove Rangers, first match in the championship. 2-0 winners against Wraith Rovers. Mitch Meganson with both goals. I think Cove are going to be totally fine this season. They've got Mitch Meganson, they've got Fraser 5A, they've got Reynolds as well at the back. They don't have Rory McAllister. They don't have Rory McAllister because... He has left because 
he's going on holiday in September. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim McIntyre was speaking and they were like, well, why did why did Rory McAllister leave? And he was like, well, he booked a holiday for September and that's really quite unacceptable when you're a professional football player. So uh, we decided that it was best for him to go. <laughs> Where is he going? So it must be somewhere it decent. It must be somewhere decent. <laughs> ah, he's got to be. And it's the Dundee game he's missing as well. So it's is quite it? a big one for them. Right, yeah. okay, fair so enough. There was a Partick Thistle fan called Daz, I'm pretty sure it was Daz, who tweeted us at the weekend and he sent us a clip of us all saying that Dundee are going to win the league. Yeah. And then laughing at us because Partick Thistle had beaten Dundee at Dens Park. They were 3-0 up. I know. And so I would just like to say hello to you, Daz, but that's uh, one game. Yeah. There are 35 more games to go. Mm-hmm. You are not winning the league. Partick Thistle, 100 million percent, are not winning the league. Accept it. Get into your head. You're not winning the league. Dundee will come good. Poor start for Dundee, though. 3-0 down. Cami Kerr and Tyler French grabbing a couple of goals back. But Showing fight. Yeah. Nearly got an equaliser at the end as well. Yeah, but they, they didn't. So, <laughs> uh, right, let's move on to League One then. And it was a winning start for the Pars. Dunfermline won Aloha nil. Matty Todd with a goal. uh, goalless draw for Lowly Falkirk against Montrose. Look at how pathetic you are when you talk about Falkirk. Why? Because you're a Dunfermline fan, lowly Falkirk. Your impression isn't of him isn't as good as his impression of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Please just give us a wee bit. A wee on. bit of you in. Yeah, please. Uh, uh, I, I was on real radio back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do a phone-in. I used to do a phone-in and, and I was pals with everybody. Like John Robertson and Gary Mackay and old folk that named the care about. Falkirk drawn against Montrose. Uh, Kelly Hart's going down 2-0 to the newly rebranded FC Edinburgh and uh, yeah apparently Kelly played pretty well but couldn't get any goals what's the um, the, the story behind the rebrand because the does anybody know the answer to that question I think it was a copyright issue I believe. a copyright issue Edinburgh FC was a copyright issue no because they were called Edinburgh City oh yeah sorry Edinburgh City <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so, so why I, so there's a copyright issue in regards to Edinburgh the City capi- but the capital of our country yeah. putting a complaint I'm, I don't know I don't know Ewan but I, I, I believe it was a copyright you google it google it so, some, so somebody with an Edinburgh council yeah has complained to Edinburgh, Edinburgh City Edinburgh City Council Edinburgh City Council Complaining people about people were trying to pay their parking fines to Edinburgh City, <laughs> and it was all getting very confusing. <laughs> that's why they were able to sign certain players. Yeah, that's why. So we'll get back to that in just a wee second. Uh, Airdrie beating Peterhead by two goals to now, so a decent start for Airdrie. Reese McCabe, youngest manager ever in the SPFL, twenty nine years old, I believe. Uh, so after a winning start in the league and thumping result for Clyde being Queen of the South by four goals to one. Do you have the answer, producer? I have Callum? the answer. Okay, go for it. Chairman Jim Brown told BBC Scotland felt forced into the move because open quote we don't own the name Edinburgh City the social club owns the name Edinburgh City Football Club Limited so we're trading as Edinburgh City Football and Athletic Limited so that's why they changed it that's really boring it was it was so boring and I really it. wanted it to be Edinburgh City Council who'd yeah. gone to task and, exactly. and demanded that they change their name angry over. traffic wardens <laughs> and all the rest there <laughs> uh, League 2 Bonnie Rig Rose off to a winning star their first ever game proper in the SPFL 2-0 winners against Forfa it was Kevin Smith and Scott Gray who wrote their names into Bonnie Rig Rose history congratulations guys 
you also said last week that Bonnie Rig Rose would really struggle on the yeah. forward when the league's so strong start for your prediction. He also said on Saturday on our football show that Albion Rovers would either win the league or finish bottom. <laughs> so, <laughs> feast or famine for Albion Rovers this season, according to you and Cameron. Uh, and it started with famine, unfortunately, because they got beat by Stenhouse Muir. Uh, Tom Orr with the goal there. Uh, East Fife off to a winning start under Stevie Crawford in League Two. So, 3 1 winners against Elgin City. Dumbarton recently relegated as well, winning 2 0 against Stirling Albion. I think Stirling Albion, their players put out a statement last week just saying, oh, it's a total shambles behind the scenes and we want to put our put all that to the side and try and get on with the season stuff like that so uh, they're clearly not doing that because they've got to be 2-0 on Saturday and Stranra uh, winning against Annan as well right we'll do the league tables when they actually mean something not after one game uh, but thank you that is the roundup of the SPFL all done for today The Big Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron Right, we will have episodes every single Monday on all your usual platforms and make sure you subscribe and rate us as well Are we actually on uh, Apple now? I don't know Because I remember last week we had some issues Yeah, um, I think we are I think we are We're on Spotify Yeah, yeah I'm asking Oh, I have no idea I'll check that out What's he doing? So... Producer Callum, as we were calling him last week, he was getting a wee bit ratty with that. He was. Because he's actually, I'm actually a senior producer, right? It's on Spotify, sorry, go on. We're on Spotify. But you, did you see the screen grab that he sent to us yesterday in our WhatsApp group mm-hmm. when he appeared on BBC Breakfast? And it said, executive producer of uh, Super Scoreboard. Yeah. He now is demanding that we call him executive producer Callum. And we both agree he ain't getting called no. executive producer Callum. So I think that we should come up with another name for him. Little I, Helper Callum. Stop, Little Helper's stop, great. Little stop Helper. Right Can I just give context to this? Mm-hmm. On my dating app that I use, I've described myself as an executive producer. <laughs> so I can't have all the legions of women out there who are but trying to match me. Imagine I'm a producer. All the women who are trying to match with you, and you'll get more if you say... Little helper Callum. <laughs> Stephen. You absolutely will. So you're executive producer Callum on your Tinder profile. It's not Tinder, but you go on. You don't do Tinder, or do you think you're above Tinder? He Are does. you on one of these paid dating sites? No. Like, do you have to be oh. Is oh, there paid no, ones? There are paid ones, yeah, where you you, stay, you remain he's secret. On e-harmony. But, uh, That's what he is. E-harmony. Can I, I've got something. I'm not going to name names, so don't worry. I'm not going to name names. But I know a couple of celebrities in Scotland who are on a celebrities-only dating website. I've heard about this, yeah. There's, it's 100% bona fide. I've actually been on the website with a celebrity who showed me it, and you need to qualify to get into this website where you can date other celebrities, and nobody has a clue where it is. Do you think this podcast is enough to get me on this website? I think we'll probably need to upgrade you from Little Helper. Because yeah. I don't think... Um, I don't know. Executive producer Callum. No, no. I also like YTS Callum. Yeah, See, back in the day, intern Callum. Intern Callum's intern a good result. Callum, you you might not know what YTS stands for, but in my day, when I was a teenager, in there was a day. In my day, um, there was there was, a the thing, war. there was there was <laughs> <laughs> wasn't I, during the war. I remember during the war when I did the phone in. <laughs> I remember it was a great time. I was I remember sailing over the channel and. <laughs> Leaving my Nancy and... <laughs> leaving my Nancy? <laughs> leaving my Nancy and, you know, used to get phone calls about Bobo Baldy. <laughs> I 
I remember the phoning back in the day. It was a great laugh. I hate Okay. When when I was a teenager in 1987-88, which was way after the war, yeah. and I was seeing a girl called Karen and not Nancy at the time. Okay, okay. Right. I did Why a y- I, I, <laughs> I, I did a YTS course. Right. Now, what that means, uh, Callum, um, you won't know this. It's uh, the youth training scheme. It was something. Was it the Tories that brought that in? I think it might have been. I know there might have been a Tory idea. I think Margaret Thatcher was in charge. But I was. Uh, uh, I did a youth training scheme and I turned up at Marks and Spencer's to look after their coats that are made of wax. Okay. What are those coats called? I had a wax coat when what? I was at primary school. You didn't wear a wax coat at primary <laughs> school, did you? My mum bought me one and I just I, I vividly remember telling my mum I'm like, mum, everyone says I smell like a crayon. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it smells like. Yeah. She was like, yeah. it's, it's good for the winter. It's good for the rain and, and all the, the rest of it. And, and I'm the, like, the, well, the, I smell like a crayon. The, the rain just bounces off the coat and you yeah. don't get wet. You literally don't get wet. What were those coats called again? Oh, they, were, they did smell like crayons. They were made of wax and Marks and Spencer sold them. And posh people used to come in the Marks and Spencer's in Princess Street, in Princess Street, Princess Street, yeah. and, and buy these coats. And I worked in that department for two weeks and, and on a YTS course. But what I'm getting at here, I was a trainee. Yeah. Right? Trainee Callum. Trainee Callum's a good word. Trainee Callum. That's a good word. Trainee Callum. So that's, that's a good name for you, mate. So we've got loads of ideas, and we'll make a decision next week as to what you're going to be going forward for this podcast. Why don't we get people to give their suggestions in at Big Football Scott. Yeah. I think you should go with executive producer Callum, but let's let them decide. They're just called wax jackets, apparently. <laughs> But they're not like a barber or something. Barber yeah, but, yeah. but barber are just a, that's a brand. Like, in oh, the same way as like Kappa as a brand. All right, mate. Yeah. I'll keep you right when it comes to wax jackets. <laughs> I've been there. I've done it, mate. I've worn them, okay? At primary school. I, I smell like a crayon. As a very small crayon. Uh, right, okay. We are going to move on and do if Scottish football were a. So we set this up last week. We had loads of suggestions coming in. And remember, you can always get us at Big Football Scott on Twitter. You can follow us there. And we're going to set up a new one. But let's review what came in so we asked you which footballers managers referees pundits would feature if Scottish football were a zoo for example we gave you Callum McGregorilla Gorilla that was quite a good one we had James does a bear shit in the forest (laughs) one of my personal favourites but a special shout out to the winner this week who is at Shite Sports Opinions, which is obviously Ewan's <laughs> other account, who came up with some brilliant shows. So let's run through some of these. Uh, Crab Douglas was uh-huh. very good. Straight into the zoo. David Marshall Alligator, <laughs> which I, th- I think just about works. Just about works. And of course, Sky Sports commentator Ian Crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was great. That was great. Uh, We've got uh, James Vincent, former uh, Dundee, Inverness, uh, Dunfermline midfielder. James Vicentipede, which I think is good. That fits in. Uh, Sting Reagan, Charles Cook. Sting Reagan? What's Sting Reagan? Sting Ray. Sting Ray. Heard of a stingray? Oh yeah, stingray. Yeah, stingray. <laughs> uh, Scott. That's Pig- a that's a thing. Oh, well, how would you get a stingray in a zoo? Uh, have a big tank of water. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fairly simple, fairly it's straightforward. Common, yeah. yeah, quite common. Uh, I'm sure they'll work it out. The zoo people. <laughs> uh, Effie Lamrose. 
Why do you don't have a lamb in a zoo? Lambrosia. The lion would eat it. Yeah, well, possibly. Uh, Did you know that they're all in... They don't just put all ah, the yes, animals... It's, in not, it's not free for all. Look <laughs> at <laughs> chucking them all in. Penguins in with the bears. Aye, ah, exactly. Ah, they'll be fine. They'll look after... <laughs> the hardy ones will survive, and then God knows what happened to the rest. <laughs> the bear going for a swim with a stingray. Ah, exactly. And the big tank. Right. By the way, is there tanks big enough in a zoo to put a stingray in it? I don't remember going to a zoo. I've been to Edinburgh Zoo. I don't think there's a water tank. Is there a water tank? I mean, let's think about this for a second. The penguins have got a pool, but they don't have a tank. No, but they, I'm sure if they could... Right, okay. Yeah. Right, go name me a zoo where there is a water tank. Or a, or a fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> Big enough for a stingray. So who's going to the zoo to see a stingray? <laughs> I, mean, I know. I know, I mean, but it's, not, it's not a great selling point, is it? Deep come Sea to, World. Come to the zoo. Deep to, Sea World. Come to the zoo and see my stingray. Deep no, Sea World. I'm going to see Orca. <laughs> no, Deep Sea World. No, uh, not Queen's Ferry. You're, you're telling me... Right, there's a stingray at Deep Sea World. I would be, I'd be, a, I'd, be a, I'd be astonished. I'd be astonished if there isn't. That is what. That is not on a poster then, because I have seen so many. Right, because as you just said, who's going to see a stingray? <laughs> That's why I have them. Because they need to bulk out. They need to bulk out the sort of fish that they have. Wait, wait, before you go any further, right? All right, go and tell me then. In your opinion, what gets you? to a zoo that's got a stingray what other animals need to be in that tank for you to be interested a shark <laughs> I'll give you a shark a, a dolphin you yep, got a dolphin, dolphin. Yeah. yeah Yeah. would you have a clownfish the one that was in Nemo absolutely I mean they're lovely look at mm. bit wee though if it's in a big tank with a stingray you're not going to see it <laughs> right so you're going to have to have you're going to have to have different size of tanks so no. you can get a proper view of them you can you can you can just have like there are lots of animals in zoos and then <laughs> you can like obviously Obviously, you go to a zoo to see the pandas, or you go to see the giraffes, or the tigers, or whatever it is. But you can't just have three animals in a zoo. You need to have everything. Like you need to have otters and like. Otters are cute though. And see when they lie on their back with their feet in the air. Peacocks, whatever it is. By the way, see otters. See when they lie on their back and they eat at the same time in the water. It's amazing. Can I also just point to when we're talking about zoos here, right? See when I used to go to Edinburgh Zoo. I used to run past the penguins to go and see the giraffes. Yeah. I love the giraffes. I know, but that's... Right, but, I'm, but, but, that's but, but I'm not running past the penguins to see a stingray. I know, but there'll be people out there who love stingrays. I've got no idea. Wait, we found out if Deep Sea World had a stingray. They do have stingrays, yeah. Oh, okay. Right, they do have stingrays. Because okay, they need to flesh out like the other animals. Because <laughs> you can only look at a shark for so long you're like... That's a shark, aye. That's good, aye. That's what else big, have you that's got? A big shark. That's oh, a stingray. <laughs> you would like. I'm not saying. I totally get what you're saying, right? You weren't interested in the penguins, but you ran past the go to the giraffes, aye. But then once you'd finished with the giraffes, you might go. I might go and see the penguins, right? Yeah. You know what I mean. But I still, I still think there are a million other things you'd want to see before a stingray. In, in the tier of zoo animals, right? <laughs> obviously, at the top you've got your you've got your pandas, you've got your uh, oh. tigers, lions, stuff no, like pandas that. are not at the top for me. Pan, pandas are lazy buggers, by the way. They do nothing. They just sit there and they stare at you. So I don't want to see the pandas. What as opposed to giraffes? I like giraffes, then juggling. No. <laughs> 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 Keepy uppies. No, I like turning up when the lions are getting fed 
head and you see them rip apart an animal. Totally. That's, that's, well, I that's get good. That. But stingrays, while they're not going to lure you in to a zoo, you're not going to go to a zoo to see a stingray. You go, oh, there's a stingray. You know what I mean? And that's enough. That's enough. That's all it needs to be. <sighs> And by, the, by the way, see if you ever create animals. See yes. if you ever create a zoo. I'm not coming. Right. Well, the stingray won't be at the top. Obviously, that will be a filler okay. animal. Right. By the way, can I just um, ask this final question when it comes to stingrays, yep. Stephen yep. Callum? If you were to have a zoo, would you have a stingray at it? Yes, Callum. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, I'm not coming to your zoo. Right. Fine. But you don't need to. I'm, I'm not even setting up a zoo. <laughs> Andy Koala Day, you could have had. <laughs> uh, and of course, Piggy Gordon. So uh, well done uh, to at Shite Sports Opinions <laughs> for sending most of them in. And I'm really sorry for the last few minutes. We should call our podcast that. Next Shite Sports Opinions. Week's episode. We want your suggestions for if Scottish football were royalty. Okay. Oh, if that, Scottish that, that, football that could be messy. were royalty. <laughs> yes, it could be. But I'll give you some examples. Stephen Kingsley. Oh, get yes. right in, yeah, obviously. Prince Bwabin, who used to play with uh, Dundee United. And Hearts. And, and Hearts, Hearts yeah. yeah. And the team would be called Queen of the South, clearly. Queen. Oh, yeah, Queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Uh, now we're getting a little bit more desperate because we've got Joel Noble. Eh? Billy King. Billy Very King good. Billy King you're getting good Play at the hearts uh, Connor Barron would get in there a Barron a Barron is that, is that royalty well, it's, it's uh, loose uh, it's loose we've got a stingray in a zoo we can do what we want yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you get the gist you do what you want exactly um, stingrays welcome always uh, tweet your suggestion at Big Football Scott for next Monday and we'll read out the best ones and hopefully not get down some sort of stingray hole right do you know what we need to do right now do you What's know that? that meme that gets used a lot on Twitter and Facebook where the French guy goes, one minute later? <laughs> we need that now, just so we can have a break so I can go and sort myself a coffee. Please, please, can you do that French accent again? One minute later. <laughs> okay. Can we have that now in the it's middle of this podcast? <laughs> we'll, we'll put an advert in here or something. Don't worry, we'll put an advert in it. Yeah, I just need to uh, make myself a coffee here because um, the chap Stingrays has really angered me. Okay, right, that's fine. So do one minute later. One minute later. <laughs> okay, welcome back to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron here. He's got his coffee and let's move on to this. That don't impress me much. Now, I've been looking forward to this because obviously we got a lot of tweets after last week's show and a lot of them were directed at Ewan Cameron. So this is the part of the show where we read out offensive tweets about Ewan Cameron and it doesn't impress Ewan very much, Okay. Well, why are we doing this? Because it's funny. <laughs> so, hello to Simon Atkinson. He says to Ewan Cameron, the fact you can't even be a wannabe shock jock says it all. You're literally not good enough to be the lowest of the low. <laughs> <laughs> what about Mark McDade? He says, I'd rather listen to Hugh Keevan's balls slap off my chin <laughs> than listen to this shite. <laughs> <laughs> Enigmatic boy says that fella is one big fud looks like a fud walks like a fud he must be a fud <laughs> you know what's right with this you do walk like a fud that's really accurate uh, hello to Tim Malloy <laughs> you do realise what a complete <laughs> you've made of yourself 
I take it we're beeping that out, alright? Yes, yeah, yeah, it will be that. It started with a C, if you're yeah. sure. Uh, hello to Fitzy, my boy. <laughs> you're a FUD, a pretend Hearts fan. When Gerard was unveiled at Rangers, you were slavering at the mouth. Tells us all we need to know about you. Davy Wallace keeps it succinct. You and Cameron as a clown. Let's move I know on. Davy Wallace, he's a pal. <laughs> I went to his wedding. I went to his wedding in Vegas. Is it any wonder? He's went from radio show to TV and radio. He's a spunk bucket. It's <laughs> <laughs> another one for you. Also, what I love as well, somebody called us urine and mill. <laughs> Look, that's so shite. Um, Jordan Parker, who says, I don't give a fuck if he's a jambo and he's only doing it for clout. I'm all for it. Every team needs a few cheerleaders. Step on up, you specky hot dog. <laughs> I really like that one. That's yeah. a good one. There's a compliment in there somewhere. Uh, Maka was also said, I hope you get your <laughs> punched in. <laughs> <laughs> and hello to Big SPL, who says, absolute parasite trying to stay relevant. Got the bump from Real Radio for trying to shag Cat Harvey in the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> I never tried she beckoned me <laughs> oh that was amazing I liked that yeah, so, we're not doing this every week though eh? oh, you'll get loads Definitely. of abuse every week yeah, no, but we're not doing it as a feature on the show because it's we, no nice is it uh, <laughs> if you want to get your bit in at Big Football Scott please tell us what you think of you and Cameron you can yes. well, wait, wait, what, 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 not just me tell us what you think of Spunk Bucket Face over there Spunk <laughs> Bucket Face Stephen Mill Stephen Mill and you got Producer In, Callum No it's intern, uh, intern Callum. Callum Over there So tell us what you think Of those two as well Yeah um, what's, okay. the, what's, what's the um, Twitter handle again At Big Football Scott One okay. job At Big Football Scott It's your job to do it Not me Nick uh, Right Okay Let's move on To the next thing On the Big Scottish Football Podcast The Big Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron That's him and this is me Stephen Mill and in honour of Rory McAllister going on his holiday in September and that's the reason he's no longer at Cove Rangers have you ever met a professional footballer on holiday I have Cameron go for it I was in Portugal what's that um, resort called where there's all the boats I mean, it could be anywhere in Portugal. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's, the coast. It's, it's our coastal oh, country. Where's Where's it? The Rangers fans stayed when they were playing. Albufeira. It's It's Fuera, Fuera, is Al, it? Albufeira. There. There. I, I was there. Right. And who did you meet? I met the boy who was called Musa um, Dembele, who was playing with Spurs at the time. Oh yes, the Belgian boy. The Belgian very boy, good very good player. And I walked past him, and he was with his uh, lovely wife. Mm-hmm. And I'm not normally like this. Because being a celebrity myself, I know what it's like to get hassled by fans, right? Um, I literally hassled. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I, I I made a U-turn and went back the way, so I'd bump into him again, and I just went, "Lovely meet you. Think you're a great player. Any chance of a selfie?" And the guy was lovely, absolutely lovely. Top Have you player. got a selfie there? I'm not good with me. No, it was somewhere and on Facebook. It was years ago. All right, he, okay. It was when he was at Spurs, and he okay. was there a number of years ago. But lovely guy. So yes, I have met Musa Dembele. I have met Stephen Fletcher on holiday in Ayanapa in 2009 in a nightclub. In a nightclub? We were like, there's Stephen Fletcher. <laughs> Let's get a picture with Stephen Fletcher. Did you get a picture as well? Absolutely. Aye. A picture what, what, with Stephen Fletcher. What year was that? 2009, he was still at Hibs. Was he at Hibs at the time? Oh, he was. Yeah, that's right, he was, because then... 
He yeah. was still going bald at that time, though, in 2009. Oh, was he? Yeah, he's still I know. What a thatch. Somebody's been Incredible. a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But he was he was lovely. He, he, he yeah. was like, I know what he's. But fine. you know what? In all the years that I've bumped into footballers or former managers or current managers, whoever it is you bump into, generally speaking, they're all really quite nice. Mm-hmm. The only one that growled at me was Sir Alex Ferguson. I, I mean, that makes sense. I, I approached him in Dubai at Nadal Sheba Racecourse, and he was with um, Brian Robson mm-hmm. and David O'Leary, and they were there for the World Cup in Dubai, the, the horse racing. And I was working the radio at the time, and I was in the paddock area, mm-hmm. and Sir Alex Ferguson was also in the paddock area. So on live radio, I decided to run up to the three of them to see if they'd have a word with me. And Sir Alex Ferguson just growled at me, and I was scared. Yeah. And I made a complete and utter arse of it on the radio, but he didn't say very much to me. Ugh. And then that was it. I've interviewed Sir Alex once in my life. He and? came back to Dunfermline. It was a dinner for the team that had won the cup in 1961 or 1968. Must have been 68 because he left. Basically, Sir Alex Ferguson played with Dunfermline, left, and had he stayed, he probably would have won the cup that season. Anyway, uh, he came back for a dinner and I got to interview him, and it went very well. There was a big, there's a big picture of him like inside the home dressing room basically because yeah. he used to play and he had a very good goal scoring record as well and I got the classic from Alex Ferguson after one do you remember when he used to do his interviews right at the end they go thanks very much to Alex and they go well done son well done and then <laughs> and then he'd walk away walk away yes I got a well done son so I, I was very nice and then I got my picture run and that was it so if you've ever met a footballer on holiday at Big Football Scott if you want to tweet us there and uh, we'll read out the best ones next week I'm sure many of you have bumped into I don't know someone at Space Mountain in Orlando Scott McDonald probably not getting on because he's not tall enough Um, (laughs) Paul McGowan at Hair Transplant Clinic in Turkey or Colin Nisha Cafe in Cavos something like that (laughs) anything like that get in touch it is at Big Football Scott on Twitter. Right, we are rapidly approaching the end of the show. Already? Already? I'm just getting into it. I know, I know, unfortunately. It was all that chat about stingrays that that has kind of like taken over the show, hasn't it, really? It has, yeah. Yeah, 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 it totally has. But it was worth it. It really, really is worth it. I think it's the best bit of the show. We're going to end every single podcast. Remember, it comes out every single Monday, so subscribe on all your usual places and it will drop straight into your inbox. And we're going to end every week with a question from you to us because ask us anything okay let's start with you you and Cameron yeah go on at Andy the photo doctor has tweeted why are you so doom and gloom about the game you'd rather talk it down and focus on the negative than look at the positive stuff but I don't I am not a doom and gloom merchant when it comes to Scottish football do you know why I am I'm a breath of fresh air see when it comes to Scottish football media I call it as I see it and I don't mind who I upset along the way because I don't think there's enough of that in Scottish football. Well, is that good enough for Yandy? I'm sure he'll tweet back. But I don't think I'm doom and gloom. I think I'm very honest and passionate about the game. At Big Football Scott, hello to Greg J on Twitter who's asked me, Stephen, what's your greatest moment as a Dunfermline fan? What would it be? I mean, do you have any? Shut up. Um, do you have any, seriously? Winning the championship? 
Martin Hardy scored twice probably that was a very good day beat Wraith Rovers to the title going to Europe even though you only lasted for one round you went, went to, to Gothenburg didn't you I did go to Gothenburg it was to see Dunfermline versus BK Hecken and we played in the Levy Stadium where Aberdeen won the Governor's Cup in 1983 and it was a great time so we went to a bar called Dubliners the night before and we we had to sneak in because I was only 18 at the time and it's 21 for drinking in Sweden so you broke the law I did break the law Uh, me and my mate broke the law but we went and had a good night and we ended up going back the next day right and we were sat and we were like right I need to go to the toilet and there was a queue for the toilet a mile long a mile long right Downstairs, but I remembered we were upstairs the night before, and I was like, "There's a there's a toilet upstairs. I'll go there." So I'm walking up the stairs, and it was a sort of double staircase. And by the time I got to the second pit, I was like, "I was like, what what is that smell?" Like I was like, "That smell is absolutely rancid, horrible. One of the worst things I've ever smelled in my life." And as I got closer to the toilet, it was getting worse and worse and worse. There were people running out of the toilet going don't go in there don't do it it's horrendous there was people coughing and spluttering going don't do it but by this stage I'd have, I've also had about four pints I was like I need to go to the toilet so I was like right I, I put my t-shirt up like across my face like that and I was like I'm just going to have to go in so I, ran, I took a big breath went in the toilet and I can honestly say it's the worst thing I've ever smelt in my life there was a guy in the cubicle people were banging on the cubicle going what are you doing in there mate have you died What's happened in there? Please stop whatever you're doing. This is horrendous, right? So anyway, managed to go and pee, come back down the stairs. Now I, I said to my mate, I was like, "Whatever you do, do not go to that toilet upstairs. Like it's it's one of the worst things I've ever smelled in my life." And then about ten minutes later, he's like, "I need the toilet." I was like, "Don't." I was like, "Wait in the queue there. Don't go upstairs." I, honestly, I promise you, it was like a nuclear fallout zone, right? <laughs> it was like death. That's that's the only way I could describe it. And uh, he went upstairs. Contrary to my advice, and he came back down and he he looked harrowed. He looked <laughs> he looked haunted with what he'd just experienced. And he was like, that's the worst smell I've ever smelled in my life. And to this day, when we smell something bad, me and my mate, we're always like, it's not as bad as that toilet in Dubliners. <laughs> Every single time. But I would have been tempted to climb up onto the toilet and looked over oh, the top of the door just, just, to been see, just to see what was going on. A bloodbath. God knows <laughs> God knows what had happened. I, I, I can honestly say, if there was any other Dunfermline fans who are listening to this just now who were there, they'll know exactly what I mean. It was the most horrendous thing I've ever experienced in my life. Then, later that day... I would, we, I would want to see. You can't just go for a cubicle. No, but, but I, I would be worried about the person in the cubicle who's not answering any of the questions. There's a smell coming from there that Stephen has described as like death. So it could have been a decomposing body or somebody who needed help. It was horrendous. And so I would have looked over the toilet door and had a little look. And to make things worse, we then went to the stadium to see Dunfermline play BK Hecken and we got beat. <laughs> and we got pumped out of Europe. And on the walk back, I've got my Dunfermline top on, me and my mates, and this guy standing at a bus stop, a Swedish guy. And he goes, hey, what was the score? And we said, oh, it was 1-0. And he was like, you won 1-0? And we're like, no, no, we got beat 1-0. And he was like, you got beat by heckin'? <laughs> oh, my 
my god in Gothenburg we call them BK shit <laughs> and I was like cheers mate that's, uh, that's, that's made me feel a whole lot better so that is us thank you very much for listening and remember you can get us always at Big Football Scott on Twitter you can follow us there you can get in touch for far flung footballers ask us anything and of course Scottish football if it were a royal family get in touch there but from me Stephen Mill and him you and Cameron is cheery bye catch bye. you next week bye bye <laughs>